This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. It's not just the thought that counts. It's your thought. Because no matter how much time you spend picking out the perfect gift, the only thing they'll really care about is that it's from you. Here's to experiences they'll continue to cherish. Season after season. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Commissioner Cooper, and it's time for TSS Fantasy. Yeah! <laughs> I wasn't expecting you to do that. I, I forgot. I was going to take a clip of him doing that, and I, I totally forgot. Well, I appreciate it. All right, well, we uh, we appreciate you tonight. Um, well, let's go start with our introductions. We only have one. It's a duo tonight, the dynamic duo Let's go to Greg, the Juice is Loose Mayor. Good evening, everybody. How you guys doing tonight? Make sure you follow me on Twitter, BigOJ1, and on Instagram, Greg underscore OJ. I'm sorry I'm kind of focused on something right now, but we'll get to that later. I'm just – yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we're in the middle right now doing a dynasty draft, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, it's interesting. It's a different um, different aspect when it comes to fantasy. Um, we'll get that in a moment. Just want to remind you, we are the fantasy show of the people, and it, time is running out. You have to sign up. I believe this will be playing tomorrow. So we have one day left mm. to sign up for all of our contests be sure to visit tssfantasy.com today. You have the Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge where you uh, send in your top 10 running backs, win two tickets to see the Dolphins versus the Jets with TSS Fantasy. What about you, Greg? Do you have a contest? Yeah. It's called Pick'em Pool, the Juice World Pick'em Pool. Make sure you dive in, challenge us, show us what you got, sign up. The clock is ticking. The season is about to start. We're about two days away from the season. So get your picks in. See if you can beat the pros. Absolutely. We also have the Vision uh, Ultimate Team Challenge where you send in your ultimate team to us. Um, basically, you'll go against uh, everyone who send an ultimate team. Again, quarterback, two running backs, two receivers, tight end, flex, kicker, defense. Send it in. If you win, it's I, what is it? I don't even know anymore. Everyone's been up and it's three hundred and something. I I don't know what he put it at. So it was three hundred five. Freddie's three hundred seven. So that's right. You have to you have to send proof you're from the three hundred five. I forgot. Right. That's right. what it was. Okay, my bad. My bad. Um, and then we have the survivor pool as well. So the jester does have a survival pool contest. Get on that today. Um, get in on all of our contests. It's free to join. So get on, join the fun, and win some money. Why not? 
All right, so again, we're, uh, we're going through, we talked about we're doing a dynasty draft tonight. Actually, Dre Greg's pick is up. He went Joshua Kelly there. Um, and it's an interesting different concept uh, to fantasy. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if, um, you know, this is our actual first time that we've done a dynasty draft um, with this group before. And it's, um, again, it's very interesting um, way to draft and look at, you know, younger younger guys versus the older guys. But you also have to play to win as well. So that's the other part of it. As I've noticed, some some folks have gone a little too young. Um, so not really looking at this year. Um, so I don't know if that's the right way to go. But Greg, what's your thoughts on what we're, what the dynasty draft has been so far? Listen, I, before we started, I did a lot of research and I was reading up, up on it a lot. And from what I from what I gather, you got to have a well balanced team. So. You want to make sure you still have some veterans in there with that's going to have some life, but you also want to get some young players in there as well. And the, one of the main things that they said that they mentioned was the running back. The running backs, look at them like cars. As soon as they come off the lot, they start losing value because that's one of the toughest positions on the football field. So if you draft for older running back, like I did in Derrick Henry, Make sure you follow it up with a younger running back and make sure you get, you know, stockpile that. So that's one of the one of the things that I try to get into my draft and make sure. And, my, and like, me, like me and you, our receiver, our receiver core is kind of young. So because the receivers are so deep. So you got to have that balance. Like, you don't would you take a Julio Jones over a Chase Claypool? How would you work that out? Because how many how much longer does Julio Jones have? Honestly. Right. No, that's a good point. Um, yeah, and I noticed I'm just looking over viewing my team. Um, um, I kind of I kind of went that mantra of going young. And you mentioned, yes, receivers are very young. Um, actually, I have two rookie receivers, got Devonta Smith and J Jamar Chase. Um, but again, the receiver pool is deep in fantasy drafts, as I'm sure most of you guys are finishing up your drafts right now. Um, and you're realizing that it's a deep, deep pool um, of drafts. So um, that's why kind of you can wait a little bit later, even in the dynasty um, mode. It's like, OK, there's still good guys and still young guys that you can wait sure. on. Um, and, you know, so, again, interesting concept. And uh, I, I'm actually enjoying it. I do like the fact that we can uh, make trades in the season. You know, if you, you know, you mentioned Derrick Henry. Well, maybe somebody might want him. Uh, next year when he's and you can maybe get first round draft pick that some young rookie might be eyeing up what I like too and I, and I asked you earlier um, it was either yesterday or on um, today but I like it really puts makes you put your GM hat on because now you said we could draft you can trade draft picks so I could dangle out a rookie quarterback or a, a, a or a decent running back and say hey I'll give you this running back for your third round pick so it really makes you think so i'm really interested to see how this is going to work out like really 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 yeah um i think before uh if we get some time i mean i think at this point now it's it's uh this is our last show of you know kind of build up before we really get nitty-gritty <clears throat> excuse me getting to our rankings you know i started today already got the qb rankings up I actually got the running backs up and the defense up so i still got the tight ends kickers receivers left but they're getting there. We're, we're, get, we're moving forward, folks. We're getting there. It's it's super exciting. All right, let's take a quick break real quick. I uh, just want to run some promos for our contest to get you signed up. Hey, TSS family. It's your boy, Greg OJ, the Juice. 
Are you interested in trying to beat the boys at TSS? Well, here's your opportunity. Get ready to dive in and join us in our Pick'em Juice World Fantasy Pool. And the best part, it's free. Here's the chance to win some paper and beat the crew at TSS. Sign up now on our website at tssfantasy.com. See if you can swim with the big boys. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. So as I mentioned, you know, the drafts have been kind of closing up. So tonight's episode really is just about grading drafts and looking at different drafts that you all have sent in. Uh, We have a friend of ours from the AFC South podcast group who sent in their drafts. So we're going to me and Greg are going to take a look at that. Um, And also a little bit later, we have a special guest, Dan Mater. He's part of the uh, Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Um, a great fantasy show he has as well. He's going to join us, in, and I actually asked him to uh, grade our draft. So me and Flanders took some time with him, and uh, he uh, it was it was pretty interesting to say the least. I do know now, though, Mister Mater, you sir are a Niners homer. I'm calling you out right now, sir. Absolutely. All right, so let's go. I'm going to pull their draft up. Let's take a look here. I went ahead and put some grades on. Now, for those uh, listening, um, we're going to talk about them because I know you can't see the graphic. Um, I made it a little bit earlier, so excuse the um, wonkiness of it if you are watching. Um, All right, so let's start with, we'll start with team one. Um, This was, um, I gave this team an A-, minus. all right? We got Christian McCaffrey, who started out strong. Um, Clyde Edward-Hilaire is a little, you know, I'm not really quite sure about the start with him. But we, I like Josh Allen there. I like Tyler Lockett. I even like Kareem Hunt if he had to throw him in as the RB2 if Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is not ready to go. Jalen Waddell, DJ Shark, Will Fuller, um, Jarvis Landry. And then it just kind of, you know, the, the fill-ins at that point with Patriots defense. Right. So I do like this team um, overall because, like I said, he can go with Kareem, Christian McCaffrey. Um, Josh Allen's a good QB. Jalen Waddle's going to show out this year. Um, DJ Shark as well. He's got – and I'm assuming this is a PPR as well. They didn't tell me that, but I'm assuming it is the way they picked. Um, so that's what I gave that one an A-. minus. Greg, what are your thoughts on that squad? I like it. But it's a fall off at the receiver position. Even though I like TJ Lockett, um, we know DK is the alpha in, in that um, pecking order of the receivers. So I do like the running backs. I know you're not high on Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but I, in almost every draft I did this year, I drafted him, even in my dynasty, because I think he's going to have a bounce back season in that Kansas City offense. He reminds me a lot of LaShawn McCoy type kind of running back. You know how LaShawn did in his first couple of years in Philly with with him, Andy Reid. So I'm big on him. I love Josh Allen. I had Josh Allen last year, and he was huge for me last year. I'm just a little suspect on the receivers and, 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 the, and, and the depth that they do have a receiver. So, But it's a solid team. They're solid at running back. They got Kareem Hunt. They got CMC, Clyde Edwards. Um and Zach Moss, I think, eventually is going to take over that starting position in Buffalo. And if that's Jamal, I'm not sure if that's Jamal or Javante Williams. If it's Javante, that's a good pick at running back, rookie. But if it's Jamal, you can see Jamal getting a lot of goal line carries in Detroit. Yeah, it's Jamal Williams. I'm sorry. Okay. 
Yeah, I, was, uh, I, I didn't think to put that. I wasn't even thinking. Um, yeah, so again, overall decent squad. I'm going to kind of skip around a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Let's. I want to go with the worst team, the one I thought was like the worst. Let's just talk about that one. So that I have that as Team Ooh. 7. This is Team 7 in the uh, bottom left corner. With um, Start out with Devontae Adams. Um, which is great, of course. And you got Joe Mixon, which I'm definitely, you know, you've heard this show, you know how much I definitely don't like Joe Mixon. Um, Mike Evans, Cooper Cup, Lamar Jackson, okay. Um, but where is the second running back? It's Leonard, All the way down. Leonard Fournette. Yes. Leonard Fournette, your RB2. And then if you look further, I mean, what else do we have here? So no depth at running back. That is just going to kill you. I, I th- That is just that's a nightmare waiting to happen there. Um, but good receivers, you know, some, but again, with Leonard Fournette as your RB2, and I mean, what else do you have here um, at running back? Sorry, that's a C minus in my book. Greg, what are your thoughts on that one? This is a bad team, real bad. When you have Joe Mixon as your RB1, this is this is set up for the, the, the disaster. Yeah. Um and then Leonard Fournette, who's in a timeshare with Ronald Jones, is not a good look, man. And, I mean, Mike Evans is decent, but, again, in Tampa, there's a lot of mouths to feed. You got Godwin, you got Antonio, you got Gronk. So even though Mike is a big – you know, Evans is a big red zone target, but it's like, man, I like Lamar Jackson as his quarterback. But other than that, dude, um, tr- try to trade with team one. <laughs> so you got, got Devonte and Mike Evans. He 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 needs a, a, a more solid wide receiver. See if you could work that out or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, this one's not looking good, my friend. You're you might be looking for. You definitely need to package up to trade and get some depth at running back, or your team is going to be really struggling, especially during the bye weeks. Um, it's it's definitely going to be a struggle for you. I would, I would um, like to know where he picked that. Was he like you know? I know you don't you didn't get that. But, yeah, no, he's he's seven. So this is like this is in order actually oh, of the draft. Wow. I just couldn't fit it all, you know, in one thing Man. across. So yeah, he went on a turnaround with Joe Mixon. He did. Yeah, that's okay. what he did. So if you look, I guess if you look at it on the turnaround, I'm oh he could have got Najee Harris. Yeah, because that team six has Najee Harris. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So or that's. Or Gibson. Right, or Gibson. I mean, even like James Robinson I'd take. And you guys are the AFC South podcast, like tighten up over here. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so, I yeah, that's that's definitely a bad one there for sure. Um, real quick, before we take a look at another one, again, I'm going to plug one of our contests because, again, you need to sign up soon. All right, here we go. Hello, this is Freddy the Jester from the TSS Fantasy Crew, and I'm here to invite you clowns to my survival pool contest, where the last man standing will be the king of the court. What better way to kick off the holiday season by joining my contest and winning the Jester's Ransom? Go on to our website at tssfantasy.com to join our slew of contests, and remember, we are TSS Fantasy, and we are the fantasy show of the people. The fantasy show, the people indeed. All right, again, guys, get signed up. I cannot express it any more further. You have to get signed up before the start of the season for all of our contests. Again, we are the fantasy show of the people, but we love to keep our money, I promise. All right, so 
Greg, we're going to go to the team that I thought was the best overall. Um, that was team 12. I gave them an A+. plus. All right, so here we go. This is the on the turnaround. Now, this is the, the last pick. Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones, solid, right? Then you got Julio Jones. Then you get Chris Carson. So you have three stud workhorse backs, right? I love it. Then Aaron freaking Rodgers, right? <laughs> so you, got, you got the man at the helm at quarterback who's set to have a great season. You know, Kenny Galladay could could be decent. Um, Trey Sermon, that everyone's high on him. If you've listened to any fantasy show, a lot of people are high on Trey Sermon. I am not one of them, however, but um, some of the fantasy experts, quote unquote, are very high in Sermon. Um, and again, Brandon Cooks, we've talked about him a few times. The fact of the matter is there is no one else to throw to in Houston. So again, I like Brandon Cooks, at least for this season. Tyler Higby I also like, and I love the Redskins defense. And two more spots down, he gets Callaway. So like, you know, put Callaway as his, as wide receiver too. I mean, this is this is a decent, really good squad. I'm not sure why he picked Deshaun Watson. I'm not sure he's playing this year, but and Elijah Moore as well. So again, overall A plus for Team 12. Greg, what are your thoughts? I like this team. Um, yeah, like you said, he went he went strong. He has Jonathan Taylor, which I you know I've been praising him since the beginning of the season. I like Aaron Jones, and I like Chris Carson. Even though even though Seattle's going to be a run you know a pass first team. But, you know, they're going to get to that red zone. They're going to have to run the ball. I'm a little suspect on his wide receivers, though. So he has Julio Jones. He has Kenny Galladay. He has Brandon Cooks. And Marquise Callaway could be a sneaky sleeper. So I wouldn't give him an A+, plus, maybe an A-, minus because his receiving core is not that strong. Because Julio, we don't know what, what Julio is going to do in Tennessee. Galladay, he has that hamstring injury. Brandon Cooks is Houston. Enough said. Elijah Moore may be and, – and Callaway, as the season goes on, these two may become stars during the season. So I'm A-minus, not, not an A-plus, not an A-plus. I do like the running backs and the quarterback, but the receivers kind of scare me. All right, so then for you, then I'm gonna get I'm gonna leave and put you on the spot real quick. You tell, <laughs> you tell me out of these squads who – is the best now, of them all. Now you put me on the spot. On the spot, ladies and let gentlemen. Me, let me look at them real quick. Ooh. See, this is this is this is what you call folks non-preparation <laughs> in dead, <laughs> dead air time on the show. <laughs> you didn't send me this. You didn't send me this until late. Well, you know what? What team I actually like and they're they're kind of they're sneaky good. It's team five, right? You gave them a B plus, and the reason why I kind of like them they got they got two strong running backs. They got oh, Zeke, yeah. they got Gibson. I know that, but they got the wide receiver running back combo with McLaren, and they got Miles Sanders and Daryl Henderson. They got four decent running backs there. They got two solid running backs. Daryl Henderson is going to be tough in that Rams offense, and Miles Sanders. They're going to be throwing a lot of Philly, and he's good out of the backfield. And I like Claypool. The only thing I don't like is his quarterback. He has Jalen Hurts. Wow, I just saw that. So, mm, 
I like his team. It's sneaky good, though. It's sneaky good. It, and he has a lot of Washington. Curtis Samuel, too. He has a lot of – wow. I'll give him an A because I like I like the running backs. I like the running backs. Yeah. And, uh, go ahead. Sorry, my man. No, no, you're good. You're good. Yeah, there was um, it was a few teams that had some different things that you know I noticed. Like Team Six, like it's a decent team. I gave it a B minus, however, because you got two kickers on your roster, and I just don't understand why. Like, who does that? Like, who puts two kickers on the roster? Do you guys pay for moves? Like, then I understand. Yeah, right. Like, come on, bro. Like, who? Why do you have two two kickers? Makes no sense. Um, just drop that. Drops their line, find somebody off the waivers or somebody you can take a chance on. Um, there's also that got the team five. Actually, I was it was funny that you mentioned the running backs because they're definitely an NFC East fan. Um, because mm. you got Cowboys, Redskins, and Eagles there. Um, yes. and there's you can tell it, you can tell by the way people pick like team nine. Um, I love you because I know you're a Dolphins fan. I got Jason's last last three picks: Jason Sanders, Devonta Parker, and Dolphins <laughs> defense. So, yeah, you're finishing up strong with the Homer shit. I love it. Right. Um, all right. Well, that was pretty much all we could get to as far as the uh, AFC South podcast was concerned. It was um, it was a decent draft overall. Like I said, there was only one team um, that I saw that I said that I felt like I did really poorly. Um, but I think overall, everyone did a decent job. So hats off to you guys um, regardless. So I, I do uh, I do think you guys did a pretty good job on your draft overall. All right, so we're going to now move on to the segment where we have me and Flanders talking to Dan Mater, and we're going to talk about the LSFL draft. So we'll bring that to you here next. And uh, hold on one second. I forgot one more plug for a contest before we go. Hey, football fans, it's Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. As such, we want to take two of our listeners to see the Miami Dolphins play the New York Jets in Week 15 with us. All you have to do is visit TSSFantasy.com and enter to Commissioner Cooper's Top 10 Running Back Challenge. Send us who your Top 10 Running Backs will be by the start of the season, and the person with the most points will win. It's simple and free. You can listen to us anywhere you podcast and unhedge radio at 8 a.m. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. We're on a mission, mission. We're on a mission, mission. We're on a mission, mission. All right, LSFL family, we appreciate you. Welcome back. And we, as promised, have a special guest tonight joining us. Let's uh, introduce first our regular host, Nick. You got Flannery Macaronis. Welcome to the studio, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Nice being here, as always. All right. Thank you. And Dan Mater made his way the famous... Dan Mater, thank you so much, sir. We appreciate you. I know our little tiny league is above you, but we appreciate you being here, sir. Uh, thanks for inviting me on. I'm glad to be here, actually. Awesome. Um, and you tell everybody, you know, where we can find your show at and, um, you know, where basically where they can listen to you and find you. Yeah. Uh, 
go to social media at Billy Up MDFF Show. We're going to be live five times a week now coming up, starting with this Thursday Cup coming 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on Thursday and Friday. Then we'll be back 9.30 at night on Saturday. Uh, and then we'll be back Sunday night and Tuesday morning. As far as the live streams go, we're all on social media and on YouTube. And, of course, us, we are all on the Unhinged Radio Network, which we're live five times a week uh, as well. So plenty of places to catch both TSS and the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Absolutely. And we're going to try a five-day week schedule, too. I can't wait to see how that works out. <laughs> I, I might be the only person on. Who knows? Um so we had our draft this weekend, as you as you're well aware of. I mean, like I, I had mentioned this on a previous show. I just I think the NFL kind of missed the boat a little here. I don't know why there, there wasn't more marketing out. This is this was draft weekend. If there was a perfect time and day, I couldn't believe we were getting questions about leagues that already drafted. Like, what are you doing? This is this is the time right here. You got a holiday weekend. We had friends and family over. It was a great time. So I hope everyone enjoyed it. I know we did. We had some fun antics that were shared all around. But the most important thing and what you're here for, of course, is the draft, the meat and potatoes of what, what went on during here. So I wanted to bring you on here and just give a give us some grades and we'll talk about some of the teams if you don't mind. But I'll just I I'm basically gonna use you to do our preseason rankings. It always seems to be a a bit of a contention, I guess, in the league. Now I take myself out of it, sir, and I'm going to leave it in your hands. So, everyone, the hate mail delivered to Dan Mater. Yeah, you just want somebody else to blame. I get it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, um, sir, whenever you're ready, let's uh, we'll take a look when uh, when you're ready and let us know what your thoughts are on our draft. Well, I see the TSS fantasy, and I'm assuming that is you with the first pick, correct? That is correct. Yeah, sorry, I sent that in the in the message. The uh, the team names in order on the in that. So my apologies. I should have should have reiterated. But yeah, that's no. me, Orlando Sharks. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember: nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films, they can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember. Together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. I, I just need, I need some kind of explainer as to why you went Derrick Henry over Christian McCaffrey. Because, well, that's, I'm glad you asked. And here's the reason why. I had... Uh, Oddly, I had number one pick last year. I also had him in an, a number one pick in another of my big leagues last year. I, I gambled with full bore on, on Christian, and I just felt so burnt. And the other thing is we are standard. So I was looking at it like, here, here's my thing. We're, you're in the top five. You can't go wrong either way. Consistency to me is the key, is the magic to success, and there's no more consistency than you get with Derrick Henry and also looking at perspective of nobody doing, nobody's going to stack the box against the Titans this year. So look what he did with the with the stack box. Let's see what he does with that one. That's that's my thought going going into the season. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. I can understand it. I can understand it. But you had the consistency with Christian McCaffrey. I know he burned you a season ago, but this is not a man that I think you can consider injury prone after one year of injury throughout his collegiate and NFL career up until that point. Plus, his ceiling much, much higher. Just think about what Mike Davis did with that Joe Brady and Matt Roll system with Teddy Bridgewater. Now you mix in Sam Darnold and Terrace Marshall. Definitely not going to be able to stick guys in the box. And you have the big ceiling that comes with a Christian McCaffrey, which a thousand and thousand yard season, very much on the rocket docket, I think, this season. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, like I said, it, it's just because we were standard and maybe because I was burnt a little last year, I just like, you know, and I think also we, when we did our lottery, ironically, I was watching NFL network and uh, Derek Henry ended up walking up to the television set and I was like, okay, there's my man. So I think that had a little bit to do with it too. <laughs> well, as a result, uh, fanatic there, the second pick has one of my top grades coming in with a strong B plus, uh, out of the group here that drafted, because when you mix in the fact that Brian Christian McCaffrey and still had Joe Mixon late, you get two top 20 wide receivers in A.J. Brown, Cooper Cup. And I love what he did there. Raheem Moser, Trey Sermon, he went fifth round, sixth round. I usually try to wait a little bit another round after that, but that is a, something I've been doing quite consistently is getting both of those guys. Pretty much, if Moser's healthy, I'm playing Moser. If not, I'm playing Sermon, but the big thing is you lock down an elite-level RB3 because whoever it is is going to be performing in a top 24 because you look at the 49ers' schedule, the way it sets up, especially come playoff time, they have a great, great schedule versus bad run defenses from Week 11 all the way through Week 17. So that's big to be able to lock that down. Trey Sermon could be the David Montgomery of last year. So that's that's a big move there, and then he's able to come back with Ryan Tannehill, Janu Smith, I love the Rams defense. Don't really care about Austin Hooper, but the rest of his drafts, very, very solid. So he's got one of the top grades that I have on this one. I go to uh, Team 12 a little bit here and start off very, very strong. Fonse Adams, Travis Kelsey, Terry McLaurin, and this is uh, Jose 1988. 
great, great start. Except for when you get to Javante Williams as RB1. Drafting Sonny Michelle in the fifth round is nothing short of a head-scratcher in my mind as far as because you have a guy who maybe, maybe is looking at eight to ten touches at some point down the road in the season. They brought him in to be a backup. This isn't going to be a situation where he's getting mixed in half and half with Henderson here unless Henderson goes down. And Michelle has his own injury problem. So who's to say Henderson and Michelle don't go down at the same time anyway? Uh to have him as a fifth-round pick, to have him as an RB2, this team, while strong at receiver, is set up for failure, especially in the standard league. So they get one of my lower grades of a C-, and that's only because of how strong they started uh, later on there. Another team that caught my eye was Flandered. Love the start of Antonio Gibson and David Montgomery, Keenan Allen, Mike Evans. You got a core four right there, and then I love you came back with the Brady-Evans stack. So now all of a sudden this team – has its nucleus intact. But then you add in a Cream Hunt, who's going to be a flex play. We all know the upside he has when a Nick Chubb goes down. You add in a Robert Tanyan, who's in the top 10 of my tight ends. DJ Chark, who I'm huge on, but the biggest deal of the draft is Brandon Ayuk in the 10th round. You're talking about a guy who should be a high-end wide receiver three, low-end wide receiver two, with upside again going back to the schedule that San Francisco has, both beginning of the season and towards the end. To have him as a wide receiver four in this instance, you're basically going to be able to play this entire matchup based on, or this entire team based on whoever has the best matchup that week because they're all going to be versatile pieces in and out of your lineup. That is the most complete team. Flander gets the A-plus for me out of everybody here. Wow. Oh, my God. But the flaw all over. But real, real quick, I just want to say real quick. Dan, when when the, the Niners come back to Miami, sir, I got six seats. You got one of them, bro. You are a freaking <laughs> homer. Homer. Jesus. Hey, Dan, uh, that's the, the first A-plus I got in a long time. We're not just talking about fantasy football, my friend, okay? All right. Uh, I just re- recently, uh, uh, two years ago, just went got back my second Masters, and I got a couple of A-pluses, but – I will take that from you. Thank you very, very much. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's I, it's funny because I've noticed how you've all of a sudden sat up in your seat. You're like laying back. You're all of, oh, a me a plus. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've never gotten a plus from you, Jason. So you know, yeah, that's this, is, this is this is true. This is true. All right. So, what other teams caught your eye, and uh, or maybe some moves that you saw there that were kind of head scratchers? Maybe we can, uh, you know, kind of fill you in. I, I, I let me real quick actually. The the team that you mentioned, Jose, we we all kind of had a had a a moment about that about the Sony Michelle and all that. So it's funny that you brought that up because that was a that was a definite point of uh, I guess uh, a joke. I guess if you will. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, our, Eddie, I don't want to put that Jose too much. Yeah, our draft uh, expert gave him gave him a D minus. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't very kind to him. Uh, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's here's the thing, and this gets in the way of a lot of times when you go through a whole fantasy lineup is that drafting wise, it can look really really bad on paper, but. When you go to matchups and you're going to see Devontae Adams, Travis Kelsey, Terry McLaurin, that core three is actually going to keep you in most games. You also add in the fact that you're going to pick up a running back off the waiver wire at some point 
who's going to be who's going to be valuable at some point. So teams can get away with it. And because he's got a Juju and a Robbie Anderson and a LaVisco who has some upside and Michael Hartman who has some upside, he actually put himself in a situation where he might be able to get away with it. Something's going to have to shake loose for the running back situation, but he might be able to get away with it to some degree. That's why I gave him a C minus. They want to give him a D because I do see a scenario there in which he could turn something around depending on how the season unfolds. The big thing would be Melvin Gordon goes down. I do believe Williams will be a, a top 12 running back, so he could get saved that way too. But all in all, it wasn't a great draft. Sure. And also what helps him too, speaking of the waiver wire, he starts out number one on the waiver wire. So be smart about it. Waits, waits his time, wait for the right opportunity, pick up the right guy. You're absolutely right. He's got a starter. Uh, starter to bring it bring it to to the to the lineup so so to speak so all right so um let's see what else um i let me just bring up those are a couple of guys that i just want to hear your thoughts because i know um i know that there are a lot of big, big talkers i guess in the league um the, there's a bomber team i don't I think he's under in, in that draft under original bombers or something like that he's, is he under that nick do you see that in there uh, i believe he's original oxb or something like that BXB, original BXB. Let's see here. I'll pull up the uh, draft order. Well, while you're doing that, the other team that did stick out to me that got an A- minus out of me was E-Sega. Um, very solid all the way through. I don't love taking quarterbacks too early. They do take Josh Allen in the third round, but it made sense with the way the rest of their team set up because you go Aaron Jones – you go Tyree Kill, you got Josh Allen, you got your big three. Then you got CeeDee Lamb, who's a you know, should be a wide receiver one as your second wide receiver. And I like the Miles Gaskin Chase Edmonds uh, combo that he goes there with the fifth and the sixth round. Two guys, pass catching guys, are gonna have that floor. Both have the upside to emerge as the teams lead back before long. And then your solid Logan Thomas. I love Michael Thomas in the eighth round to be able to stash him for a late season run when you already have a Tyree Kill and a CD Lamb. So that team also got an A minus out of me out of this draft as well. Let me ask you something too, since so you brought him up. What What are your thoughts on my? You like Miles Gaskin this year? I, I'm just I, it's curious your thought because as a Dolphins fan, I, you know I've seen I've seen this guy. I mean, basically this is just so you're aware on the field, it's like this, and he's down. I mean, literally. There's not much that to, to bring Miles Gaskin. It's the truth. That's why, I like, to be honest with you, I like Ahmed a little more to take things over because I seen him last year and I seen it in preseason. It's doing the same thing. He's hitting the hole hard. That's what that guy does. I don't know. I think eventually, I think he takes over Gaskin because, like I said, I see Gaskin go down easy. Like it's it's and it looked like the same thing in preseason. But but your thoughts? So barring injury, I don't think. Ahmed will ever fully take over because he is such a liability in pass protection and catching the football where Miles Gaskin does thrive at. Your team, the Dolphins team, first of all, I'm big to a tackle of a believer. I believe in what they're building around there with Waddle and Will Fuller and Devontae Parker and Mike Isecki. They're setting this team up to be vertical. So Miles Gas is going to be the best complimentary that you had. That first of all, Malcolm Brown is slow; doesn't do anything well other than pass sure. protects. That that's about yeah. it. So yes, Salvin Ahmed, I like the way he hits the hole. Maybe you want to give him a goal line role. I could see that. I could understand that. But for the most part, that team's going to flow through to it. That team's going to be more pass heavy than I think people realize. Miles Gaston helps out the most with that. So to me, he's by far the best running back the Dolphins can utilize. And he's not terrible between the tackles, which can make you less predictable when it comes to play calling, where you know you get in a situation where if a med comes in, you know you're running, Miles Gaston comes in, you know you're throwing. You don't have to get in that with Miles Gaston. So I like him. He's a solid RB2 in my mind. 
I think there's no way he stays healthy for 17 games, which is why I don't have a ton of upside for him at the end of the day. But I do think he's definitely by far the best running back for the Dolphins. Nice, nice. No, I appreciate that. All right, let's just, I'm just going to go down the line. and I'll, I'll just name out the names to make it a little bit easier. We can talk about the teams real quick. Number third pick, that's the uh, New York Dragons. So the third team, um, what are your thoughts on that squad? Uh, so I thought that was a solid team. They also did a good, a good job of kind of getting a good core together. Uh, however, I'm not a big fan of Chase Claypool. I'm not a big fan of Kenny Galladay this year. So I think they are going to struggle a little bit finding that third, uh, that second receiver uh, between the two. Both have very low floors. Kenny Galladay with Jason Garrett and Daniel Jones, the low floor. That does. Plus, he's already has a hamstring injury. Chase Claypool, I know people want to think he's going to overtake Juju in the targets department. I don't see it happening. Uh, he still might be a big play guy, but I also see a lot of Martavius Bryant in him where he takes that had that big rookie year and takes a little bit of a sophomore slump, and Ben's not looking to throw the ball down the field as much anymore either, and that's going to play into it. So both have low floors, might be struggling at that wide receiver two spot. Other than that, this team is very well put together, and I will say that it's easier to find that second receiver than it is another running back. They're solid at running back with Elliott and Edwards and Damian Harris. So overall, that team got a B-plus for me. Nice. All right. Just full disclosure, that's our one of our other co-hosts, so uh, I, I can't wait for him to hear that one. Um, uh, yeah, I like I like his team, too. I think he's solid overall. Like you said, um, in every draft I've done so far, I've literally had the same game plan. Running backs are plenty. Then it's then it's I'll go skill position, have a quarterback or a tight end. And then honestly, I could just go to town on receivers because they're I mean, there's so many of them. It's it's insane. Um, all right. Let's go to the L.A. Bucks. That was our last year's champion. That was number four. Good team, too. Uh, like the value they got swift with the fourth round pick is a big one. Cause to me, that guy can be a high end RB two this season, but you're going to have to wait Detroit's schedule. Very, very rough. First five weeks of the season. After that, it starts to lighten up a little bit. You'll start to see that offensive line gel start to see Anthony Lynn's coaching take effect. And that's when I think you're going to see swift take off in the second half of the season. So you're going to need some patience there, but ultimately great pairing there with a Dalvin Cook, and of course, I love Hopkins and Ridley. So you start off very, very strong. Russell Wilson, the fifth, is he going to be more consistent this year? I think so with Shane Walters, the new offensive coordinator for Seattle, bringing in that Ram system. I think it fits what DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett need to do for them to be more consistent. It will help Russell Wilson be more consistent throughout the year. Not a bad pick there. Again, I feel like I can wait and get just as valuable quarterbacks later on. In fact, Jalen Hurts, who I only have ranked two spots below Russell Wilson, he actually winds up grabbing in the ninth round anyway. So I do wonder how much of a pick you needed it there. Uh, ultimately, though, good team, solid all the way through. We'll get a very solid B out of me. Nice. Well, that's the champ. The champ is here. Now, last year, though, he won with Hop. Basically, his, his, his big three were Hopkins, uh, Murray, and Kamara. That was like his uh, – Mm -hmm. signature every week they were money and of course you know it was money when it mattered of course last year so that's why i think it was so high on kamara this year i think it's funny all right so number five the boston massacre that's number five what do you what'd you give that team uh well first of all getting kamara to fall to five is a big feat in my mind i think as he get maybe went a little bit high there kamara's gonna have a very very good season so I like that Metcalf, Waller in the third, nothing wrong with any of the value there. Mike Davis in the fourth, good there. The thing will be interesting is who's your second receiver going to be? Because you're taking, you're basically hoping that out of Jamar Chase, Michael Pittman, Marquez Callaway, somebody emerges. Somebody might emerge out of that group. It's a lot of upside there, 
but you're banking on one of them to take a step up. Jamar Chase, there's a lot of reasons not to believe that you know he's going to have a good beginning of the season at the very least between his issues and Joe Burrow. We have to see when and if he's going to be confident on that knee at some point this season. Michael Pittman is in a much better situation now that T.Y. Hilton went down, but there's still some concerns on my part about him being a little bit overhyped in his abilities and his role within this offense. To me, he might turn into an Alshon Jeffrey type. I think that's what you're hoping for, but there's not a lot of consistency there outside of touchdowns. Marquez Callaway might actually wind up being his second wide receiver for me in my mind because I think Marquez Callaway, people just they haven't heard the name before for this preseason. The dude can do it all. There's not a route he can't run. He can go deep, and for at least the first five games of the year, there's no reason why they shouldn't be looking at 7 to 10 targets every single game. So I think Callaway is actually going to be the big sleeper, the big steal of this draft out of almost really anybody. So I, overall, yeah. I would give this team a, a solid B, B to a B-plus as well. Nice. And also, full another full disclosure, I remember when he picked him, and I was like, it was, it was one of the – I've been getting him every draft because everybody's been slipping on him. And I remember being like, that was my time in my big draft. I slipped on him. I was like, oh, I can't believe I missed him. That's too much alcohol speaking for you there. All right, <laughs> let's go to number six, the Brooklyn Jesters. What you think of this squad? Overall, pretty good. I think I, I believe I remember correctly. I gave this squad a B minus. Uh, Jonathan Taylor going at six is a little high for me, especially over Nick Chubb, over Saquon, over Aaron Jones, over Najee Harris, over Antonio Gibson. I have all those guys ranked ahead of Jonathan Taylor. So that was a little high. Going Kyler Murray in the second round to me is a mistake. Uh, there's a lot of things that I'm worried about Kyler Murray. Is he going to try to run less? Uh, will his red zone issues continue throwing the football? Uh to take a quarterback in the second round, he has to not only finish as the first quarterback in his position, but he has to finish it by at least 80 points in order for to get return on your investment. Otherwise, it's kind of a wasted pick, and you lost value there. Now, ultimately, are you going to be upset you have Kyler Murray on your team? Probably not, but in the second round, that's a bit of a wasted pick for me. Josh Jacobs is fine in the third, especially since this is standard. You back that up with Gus Edwards, fine. You're going to be good to go. I do like Chris Godwin, but then again, we go back to the second receivers. Brandon Cooks on a terrible team. Maybe he gets force-fed the ball. Maybe it doesn't matter. Maybe the concussions flare up again. T. Higgins, still have some of my issues with Joe Burrow. Jamar Chase, does he become a thing in the later half of the season and overtake T. Higgins? Does Tyler Boyd eat too much into it? Weak there at second receiver. Do love the value of T.J. Tockinson, though, with a six-round pick. The problem with me for after that is that I don't really love the value of his bench. I think you're pretty much you're going to see him have a whole new bench by the time this season rolls on between Zach Moss being irrelevant because the Bills don't believe in running the football. Chuba Hubbard, I don't believe CMC's going to get hurt. Even if he does, I think there's a good chance Royce Freeman's now the second running back, not Chuba Hubbard after they just claimed him off the waiver wire. Mike Williams can't stay healthy. Tevin Coleman can't stay healthy. Rondale Moore I like. We'll see exactly what happens there. James White, I can't argue with the value because now they have Mac Jones. But for the most part, I see a team that has about four to five guys, and the rest is going to be bench fodder. So I'm going to go with this guy having a B minus C plus. Nice. All right. So, oh, and also I meant I had to say he's also another co-host of ours. And ironically, throughout the entire you know preseason, um, our other co-host OJ has been talking up Jonathan Taylor, and all he's all uh, all Freddie's been doing is down talking Jonathan Taylor. And in our big draft, he selects him early. 
How funny is that? <laughs> All right, so let's go with number seven, San Francisco Goats. Which is, uh, I guess on here is Muggy Ace. Yes, I think my bad. Bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. Well, first of all, Nick Chubb, love him, especially in standard. Uh, in standard league, you know, you're, ta- you're talking about a guy who, if he stays healthy for 15 games, let's say, you, you should easily be looking at a 1,500-yard season, a double-digit touchdown season between his skill set and that system and that offensive line, the way they can move things, uh, just unreal. So he's a guy who, if he finished in the top five, wouldn't shock me at all. Great value there. You get a seven. Stephon Diggs is my number two receiver behind Tyreek Hill this year. Awesome value there. Miles Sanders, I get what you're going for there. I get what you're going for there with Miles Sanders. Very, very iffy. Kind of like Miles Gaskin. I would be willing to bet $1,000. Doesn't make it all season long. Uh, and with the Eagles, I don't know how much they're going to score. And on top of it, you have Boston Scott, Kenneth Gatewell to mix in with. They're probably going to have somebody be more of a goal line back. You might be talking about a guy who only gets work in between the 20s. And that's what I'm a little bit worried about as far as what his actual ceiling is for this team. But love coming back with Allen Robinson. Love coming back with Deontay Johnson. So he just has some questions of what they're going to have there for their second running back throughout the entire year. We'll get to see how that plays out. Ultimately, though, this team gave it a very, very solid B right smack in the middle there. I also love the Marvin Jones pick at the 13th round, too. Yeah, he um, he's stepped up in preseason a lot. I'm sitting here watching, um, you know, we watched a few Jags games, um, and he, you know, he looks really good. I just wanted to mention about Nick Chubb. I don't know how much Cleveland football you've watched, but I know I've had Chubb for about two or three years, and I got to tell you, man, every time I watch Cleveland football, it's like the most aggravating thing to watch and watch Chubb just go all the way down the field and just glide his way down, and they get down that ten yard line. And here comes Kareem Hunt, like. No, so yeah, I, I I love Nick Chubb, but he that's a frustrating uh, game to watch if you're a Nick well, Chubb. Player. Here's the thing about that: if you watch towards the end of the season, and you look at the numbers, you started to see the shift where the Browns started taking Hunt out of those situations, leaving Chubb in, and more rotated them on series and started bringing Hunt in on more third down, more two minute drills, and more in that role. Nick Chubb actually dominated the red zone touches once he came back from his injury the whole second half of the year. So that, to me, should continue into this season. Hey, football fans. Do you think you got what it takes to win our money? This is Nick at You Got Flanders from TSS Fantasy. Go to tssfantasy.com and enter our free contest. Go to Vision Coaching and Consulting Ultimate Team Challenge. Submit your ultimate fantasy lineup. There are no drops, there are no ads, and winner takes all. Half PPR scoring applies. All entries must be submitted by the kickoff of week one for your chance to win our $300. It's literally that easy. Enter today. And remember, we are the fantasy show of the people. All right, number eight, the Bronx Bombers. I don't, I don't know what he is on that. On what you see, my apologies. Next, uh, I got a BXB. Yeah, so I mean, Saquon Barkley. There's a lot of risk, but you can't not take this guy in the first round. So it's a good, solid first round pick there with the eighth pick. Again, I'm not big on the quarterbacks going in the second round, even if it's Patrick Mahomes. There's just too much value that you can get later on with guys. Are you going to again? Kind of like the Murray thing. Are you going to be upset about it? 
no, you're not going to be upset about it, but still not accessing the best value you possibly could. George Kittle in the third round is a little high for me. I think he's somebody that I would rather take in the fourth, fifth round because he feels like it's inevitable before he misses four-plus games this season, and that can really kind of be an issue when you're talking about third-round pick because now all of a sudden he goes down, Saquon misses a couple of games, you're sitting there without two of your top three picks. This team is in a position where that very much could happen, and he continued with more injury-prone players like Julio Jones in the fifth, guys like that. So you're looking for some of these younger guys to kind of step up and fill it. Ultimately, though, if this team were to stay healthy, it could compete with anybody else on the board. So it's just very risk-reward. I give it a B-minus overall. All right. He gave himself a B-plus, just to give you <laughs> – I just want to let you know. The, all right, next one is the Bron- – oh, you spoke about him already, Eric. So we're on to number 10, the Dallas Grimace. So you already talked about Eric Sakars and the one after that, number 10. All right, yeah, so Profit 808 – uh, I love the Harris-Eckler combination there. You got the guy that you know he's going to get all the work in the world, Najee Harris. Is it going to be the most efficient? Probably not. But you have a solid guy who's going to finish inside the top 12, pretty much almost guaranteed, barring an injury this season with the amount of work he's going to see. Then you bring in Austin Eckler behind him, who has that upside. He has that Kamara-like upside where he's got Joe Lombardi coming in. He's going to use him like an Alvin Kamara. The targets are going to be there. He's probably going to be the second most targeted person on the the Chargers in general, and then you have that upside that goes with them. Plus, Joshua Kelly is a bum. Larry <laughs> Roundtree, I'm not impressed by it at all. Justin Jackson right now listed as a second running back, not much different in body type to an Austin Eckler. There's a chance here Austin Eckler's not coming off in the goal line situations. Now, I don't think Eckler can stay healthy if he's getting a whole workload throughout the entire year, but while you have him out there, you're talking about a guy who's going to consistently finish around that top five area because of what he's going to bring the pass game and because he might not actually come out in goal line given what they have behind him. The Mark Andrews and Kyle Pitts thing stuck out to me before this, and very, very strange. I, I get what he's trying to do, and I've seen people do this before. We're like, oh, I'm going to have a really good tight end, and the other guy's going to play in the flex because I look at him as like a wide receiver. That's all well and good. Here's the problem with tight ends. When they don't score touchdowns, they don't get the same – no matter who they are, no matter who they are, unless they're Travis Kelsey is the only exception, they don't get the kind of targets that these wide receivers get. They don't get eight to ten targets. They get like maybe six to eight if they're really, really good. Five to seven is more so the average. Kyle Pitts, I know everyone loves him. He's not going to see more than five to seven targets on a per-game basis this year, even with the exit of Julio Jones. That's going to be Calvin Ridley's team. We still need to see Matt Ryan be a good quarterback without Julio because last year was pretty scary without him in that scenario. We got to see if he could be better than that. The Kyle Pitts in the fourth round, major overdraft to me. And even Mark Andrews in the third round is also an overdraft to me there. I know the beginning of the year, the wide receivers are kind of banged up. But when they come back, Andrews isn't going to get all the targets all the time. This isn't going to be what it was the past two seasons. I love Andrews. I have him as my tight end five, but not looking to go in that direction. However, I'll say this. Comes back with Woods and Adam Thielen. It does make up a little bit for going to tight ends so early, the fact that those two receivers were able to fall to him in those rounds. So ultimately, I think he's got a good core on this team to be able to work with. I like that he did wait at quarterback, and he wound up with Joe Burrow. I think he's wasting his time with Deshaun Watson, but it's a 16th pick. It doesn't really matter. The only thing I would say is that the running back situation, where he goes with for the third guy, trying to get into Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, trying to say, I'm going, to take, I'm going with the Tampa Bay backfield. Big mistake, because both those guys – 
are going to be RB3s at best because Giovanni Bernard, unfortunately, is going to have the James White role, and there's going to have very, very low floors as a result of this. Altogether, I'm going to give this team a C plus. Nice. All right. Well, I think that pretty much covers it, my man. I man, I, I just can't say I appreciate you so much. I mean, like I said, all I hear is nothing but flack when I do this for these guys. So this is outstanding stuff. I really, really do appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> they can hit me up at any time. My DMs are always open. I don't mind. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you know where to send the you know now where to send the hate mail. Um, Dan, um, so guys, listen. Check us out. We're all on Unhinged Radio. Um, and I'm Dan, I'm sorry, I apologize. Um, if you want to let them know when you're on again, my bad, on Unhinged. Well, on Unhinged, I'm on, it's Sundays 12 to 1, uh, Mondays 6 to 7.30, Tuesday 7 to 8, and then Thursday and Friday both 6 to 7.30. So that's the Unhinged schedule. And then as far as the actual live schedule when we're on social media and YouTube, that's Thursdays and Fridays from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m., Saturdays 9.30 to 10.30, Sunday nights 8.30 to 10, uh, 8, 10 o'clock, and then Tuesday, it's going to be on Tuesday mornings at 8 a.m. till 9 a.m. Uh, so that's when we're going to be streaming live for you guys. So multiple times throughout the day uh, we'll be available. Awesome. Hopefully we can link up again during the season. I mean, it was great having you on here, and, uh, yeah, we look forward to it. It's going to be a great season, biggest season ever, so we're, uh, we're all excited. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And I, anytime I can come on, I will. And I'll hopefully I'll be able to have you guys on my show soon as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe not Nick, but I'll, I'll be uh, happy to come on. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I felt bad. I like, when, does, when do I get Nick in here? I don't know. You know, Hey, you listen, the guy gave you a freaking a minus. Like, what do you want? Like, you know, no, no, a plus a, I'm sorry. An a five. Oh, geez. He got an a plus. What else do you need to say? Just sit back and relax, bro. The oh, rest of the show is yours. So hold on, quick, Dan. So, so what I'm hearing is, theoretically, on paper, I should win a championship this year. Correct. You are the most set up to survive the bye weeks and have both the floor to uh, ceiling ratio you're looking for. Nice. All right. Well, I'm about to kick your ass off my show. No. <laughs> no, man. Not. Yeah, no, seriously, I do appreciate you so much, man. We appreciate you. And uh, like I said, I definitely love to have you on again anytime. And yeah, whenever, uh, you know, I like to have OJ and uh, the Jester come on and mess with you as well. So anytime, uh, we'll, we'll definitely we'll link up soon. Sounds great, guys. I'll be around. All right. Thank you, brother. Hey guys, it's Mitch Lopez, your local farmer's insurance agent. As hurricane season approaches, is your homeowner's insurance going to make the cut? Are they charging you more for your renewal or even worse, canceling you? If so, I think it's time to put your insurance company on the bench and make Mitch Lopez Farmer's Insurance your number one pick for all of your insurance needs. You can reach me at 407-603-7366 or you can follow me on Facebook at Farmers Insurance, Mitch Lopez, IG, Mitch Lopez underscore Farmers Agency, or you can check my website at Farmers Insurance, Mitchell Lopez Jr. TSS family, we thank you once again. Don't forget you can catch all the fun at tssfantasy.com or you can interact with us on all our social media platforms. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. Again, catch us on Unhinged Radio at 8 a.m. 
and check out all the great shows. It is a 24-7 network of nothing but sports, so please do us a favor. Check out the other shows on there as well. We appreciate you, and we are out. (laughs) Dude.